0: Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Celeste Stein Show. I'm your host, Dr. Celeste Stein, and we have a very special show for you today as we welcome international recording artist Luke Bird to the show and ventriloquist Megan Pythas, who is based in the U.S., Both of these incredibly talented young people started performing and showing their gift and love for music at a very early age. I've seen both of them perform live and I am just in awe of the talent they possess and so excited that they have chosen to join us today to share some of their music and talk about what it really has been like during the past several months as we are you know, coming up on several months of COVID-19 and and being shut in and and all of that. So thanks to both of you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for inviting me. Thanks Thanks for having us.
0: Thank you, thank you. Um, I wanna say that we're gonna begin uh, the show first with Luke, who is based in London, in the UK. It's about 5 p.m. there, I'm told. And uh, here it's 11 a.m. So we're being mindful of the time difference and uh, hope uh, everybody has tuned in at the right time as we're, we're dealing with, with an international artist. And uh, Luke is going to give us a sample of some of his latest music today and really begin to talk a little bit about his music journey thus far. Luke, I want to begin by asking you, how did you actually get started in the music business?
2: I think um, I, th- I first heard music when I, when my dad played me his old soul records. And I just remember hearing the voices of Stevie Wonder and Donny Hathaway and Earth, Wind and & Fire, and I just become obsessed with it, really. and, and I. And from that age, I think I was probably about seven or eight, I, you know, none of the kids in school were listening to any of that stuff. But for me, it was just it was all I wanted to hear. And um, eventually I started to have a few piano lessons and then um, I, I sung at a local talent competition at the local pub and I didn't think I was any good at all. And I won this competition. And from that moment, I, I was just addicted to, to performing, addicted to music and everything and everything about it, really. Well you know
0: uh, it's funny when I first heard you and saw you perform live I I have to tell you I could not believe the soulful sound coming out of this tall lanky kid from the the UK Um, and you know did did you 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 know you mentioned your dad but uh, do you have other singers and what have you in the family I mean it doesn't seem like one would just get that out of the air.
2: You know what there's no singers it's just a random thing and and Like even I used to sing in the back of the car when I was a kid and my dad would look at my mum and go, I think he can sing. And it was just a bit weird. No one, no one particularly particularly musical. So it was, it was a bit strange. Um, and I think that made me maybe navigate the music industry in a different way because none of us have known what to do. Um, but I also probably came at it very naively, but also full of, um, you know, less cynicism around, around a lot of it. And, um, So yeah, he's had his pros and cons, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, with some of uh, the incredible talent that you have, people might be surprised to find that you're an unsigned artist if that hasn't changed. Um, Have you been signed to a label?
2: You know what? I'm not. I'm unsigned. I was signed. I signed to a record deal um, a long time ago when I was a kid. I mean, I'm still a kid now, but when I was even <laughs> younger. Yeah. Um, and I went through that. I went through that whole process, and I learned an awful lot. But I, I probably achieved more being unsigned. Um, mm. And I think times have changed. There was a, there was a time and place where you had to be signed in order to achieve a certain amount. Yeah. Um, in order to achieve anything. I think nowadays, with the power of social media and the power to create your own fan base um, and this sort of DIY attitude to it, there's much less reliance on a label and on anyone to tell you what you can do and how you can do it. Um, so I'm not looking, you know, my dream is to connect with as many people across the world with my music. Whether I have to sign a deal to do that or not, I'm not sure. I'd love to do it without signing a deal. Um, right. So, yeah, at the moment we're independent and um, as, uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. I thought you were going to say
0: independent and loving it, right? <laughs> I am. I
2: am, I am. You know, uh, the, the grass is always greener. The grass is always greener. You know, I have, I have friends who are signed who are in difficult positions and, and would rather the freedom of being unsigned. Um, and yet, you know, sometimes I look at people who are signed and I think, oh, I, I wish I could have that and and but you know, as I say, the grass is always greener. But as, as long as you do all you can, that's that's it,
0: right? And stay true to yourself, right? Because sometimes when you get under a label, you end up having to do things that you may not really have wanted to do, and and that type of thing. So that that certainly offers you some of that freedom as well. Now, I want to talk. Yeah, I want to talk about the. Uh, remake of that Bobby Caldwell song what you won't do for love I mean that's an incredible song and I understand it went to number one on Shazam in the UK after being heard on Love Island which is for those of you in the US who don't know in other countries that might be listening it's a British dating reality series um how did that come about uh, how did you find out that your
2: song was going to be played on this major show it was it was really random um Someone, someone heard it and they pitched it to the show. Um, but the show played. The show is the biggest show in in the UK. And I mean, you don't have to like it. It's very sort of. I don't want to say trashy TV. I don't want to. Uh, hey, I to watch trashy much. TV. Um, it, yeah. I mean, my mum loves it. My mum loves it. So but yeah, someone someone pitched it and they but they play I think like nine hundred songs a series. So so many songs just get played in the background and lost. So even when I found out that it was gonna be potentially played on the show, I was excited but I didn't expect, you know, too much. Um but they ended up playing at the pivotal moment when there was a huge breakup on the show and oh. they played the whole song pretty much. Um and so it just, yeah, it was, I was about to go on stage as it was played on, um, wow. on TV. So Amazing. my phone was just, my phone was just <laughs> blowing up. It was, it was crazy. Um, yeah. and it just, what it led to, it led to just a huge wave of, you know, a good few months of sort of TV appearances and, and, re- and loads of radio support and, and mm-hmm. stuff that I believed I'd deserved before, but I hadn't been heard. Um, and people were responding to emails for the first time in a long while. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it was nice that it was a nice win. And I think you just search for those wins to keep you going. The next time you're having a bit of a, of a dip, you think, oh, well, I achieved that and I didn't see that coming. So who knows where the next win is going to come from?
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, um, just having heard that song i know some people may be familiar with it you know uh here in the u.s when bobby caldwell uh did the song and i you know have to tell you you have really done that song some justice yeah. so would you mind playing a little bit for us
2: of course not of course oh um, thank you <laughs> so my, my version goes, goes a little like
3: this um... what you do. Do for love. You tried everything, but you don't give up. In my world, all you makes me do for love what I would not do. Guess you wonder what happened. Just to find love with him I came back to let you know that I got a thing for you and I can't let it go. And my friends wonder what is wrong with me. Thanks. Well, I yeah. made a day Amazing. from your
0: love you
3: see. I came back to let you know I got a thing for you and I can't let it go. Some people go about a world for love, but they may never find what they dream of. What you won't do, do for love. You tried everything,
2: but you don't give up. And
3: in my world, only you mm-hmm. makes me do for love what I would not do. Wow.
0: <laughs> thank you so much thank you. absolutely amazing um, and we're going to have to keep you right there at that piano <laughs> in hopes you'll at least do one more song for us before you have to run off um, I wanted to to mention you mentioned the dating show so how has the love life and all that been Uh you know, in times of COVID,
2: I mean, I'm sure it's put a damper on quite a few things. Minimal, minimal is, is the <laughs> only word I can say. No, it's <laughs> tough, it's, it's tough out here. It's, um, you know, what to be honest with you, it, it's, it's enabled, you know, to focus to solely go on, on the music and then exactly where I want to, you know, want to go. But there, is, there have been times in this particular period where, you know, I think the first couple months I loved because I was purely focused. But you do need a release, and you do need something to write about, and you need an experience, and you need an embarrassing moment, or you need nerves, and those oh. feelings I wasn't getting, you know, um, right. and those feelings—that's I think that's what I've struggled with, um, you know, over the past sort of couple months, the last, the last, the second half of the lockdown, I've sort of been missing those normal social feelings, you know, of feeling anxious right. and feeling nervous and being excited, and meeting a girl or whatever it might be. Um, right. So yeah, I think, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's been tough and that's what we have to live with at the moment.
0: Right, so have you had to cancel any shows, concerts?
2: Oh. Um, yeah, and... I had a whole tour, I had a whole UK tour announced and um, mm. that had to be completely canceled and rescheduled, um, which was a shame, but at the same time, I think like my big show that I was meant to have in London, uh, because of sort of how well the social media has been growing during this lockdown, We've managed to Mm -hmm. um, reschedule and update the show twice to a a venue that's like almost three times the size of that original venue. And I wouldn't have been able to, yeah. And I wouldn't have been able to achieve that without lockdown. I don't think because it was just a time when people needed entertaining and my social media, I I sort of found some innovative ways to do that. Um, And that, in itself for the you know the success of people wanting to buy tickets to see me so there's been pros and cons
0: right i wanted to hop over to megan uh megan is also an artist and fantastic ventriloquist um who I, i would like to ask you the same question in terms of you know i know you have a lot going on and have just done incredibly well um on on a number of shows america's got talent you've been on uh the Apollo with Steve Harvey and the Oprah Winfrey show as a child. Wow. I mean, done some, some incredible things. Um, wanted to ask you, you know, what has your last couple of months, I know you're a new mom, so I'm sure it's been quite interesting.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I never get a break. It's <laughs> like, even <laughs> I'm like, how did I get busier? Right. Uh, you
4: right. Know, the, fir-
1: the first um, couple of months of of quarantine exactly what luke was saying it just felt like you had so much time like oh man like i don't have this distracting me this distracting me and this distracting me to write so many songs when we get so much done and in the, those first couple of months i really did find myself getting a lot more family time and getting more time to write original music too i um i love wow. songwriting it's something that i always loved doing but i never th- thought of myself as really doing as in Sharing it with other people, <laughs> I, would <You're> right. make, <laughs> I would make songs for myself as a kid and sing them to myself, and maybe play them for my parents. But I, I never performed them. And so, in that time, I, I the initial f- couple months of quarantine, I said, you know. I'm going to I'm going to put out some songs that I wrote myself and see what people think and I did it and I was so excited and got some good feedback but you know after the first couple of months of quarantine it it got a little depressing you know that that mm-hmm. lack of social interaction and you realize yes. you know when you're seeing people and being in front of an audience and getting applause and getting feedback in mm-hmm. person going out to a restaurant, going to brunch, you forget how much that brings joy to your life and how much it adds to hope. And so I felt myself getting into this little rut where I was like, well, I'm not going to post that. I don't think anyone will like it.
4: (laughs) Or (laughs) I'm not going to do this
1: because it's too happy and everyone's sad. Everything is sad right now. And (laughs) nothing is funny. (laughs) So (laughs) I had to... I had to. I feel like in the maybe last this towards the end of summer, I I took a second. I don't know what happened, but it just feels like the clouds opened, and I took a second. I was like, okay, just because um, things aren't going the way they normally are, or just because we're in a valley or a low spot, doesn't mean that we can't that I can't have joy. That I can't have joy through the trial and. Uh, things that are really difficult and once I had that change in perspective it's just because things right now aren't the way that I want them to be I don't have to be pessimistic about my situation I can still be hopeful and so after I made that kind of mindset shift I start you know okay how can we make uh, how can we make what I want to do work in the situation I am right now. And after I made that kind of mindset switch, I felt like opportunities started coming to me. I had the opportunity to start working with Sesame Street, which was a dream come true for a puppeteer. Like, yeah, like a puppeteer like me. I sent in an application to work for them three years ago. (laughs) I literally (laughs) mailed, I mailed in. I remember going to FedEx and mailing it off because even the FedEx person was like, this is ambitious
0: (laughs) (laughs) and there you are though
1: right I mean
3: wow love it
1: (laughs) And during COVID, they responded to me. I was like, hey, we had time because of the pandemic Amen. to look through our applications." <laughs> and so they, you know, I've been working with them, had a couple of, uh recording opportunities in the past couple of weeks and have gone not just to been able to do, you know, vocal work, um, but also sing with them too. And so... Once I started looking up, things started going up. <laughs> so I think um, right. this is a really creative time and it's actually really special. Like Luke was saying, you know, there's a lot more freedom right now. You don't have to be with a record label. I don't have right. to be performing on stage. I don't have to get on a flight and go to a studio to be heard. I can. Which no one is really from... able to do right now anyway, right? Exactly. <laughs> and I don't really want to. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> record in my closet I mean I can talk to you right I can talk to you right Right. now it's amazing yeah we can still have connection while separated so in a way I really do like the freedom that I've had um to to be home and and still work at the same time
0: yeah well um um, skipping back to Luke real quick I, I know um you know Megan mentioned a lot of people you know have suffered probably from depression it is it gets a little um Intense being at home day after day and uh, not seeing your friends, your loved ones um, outside of your home. I mean, I know people who literally have been shut in since about February or March and have not gone anywhere, literally. And so um, I know uh, one of your songs is like one of my favorites, that uh, Butterflies song that you wrote. Tell me about that um, and what inspired that
2: song. I actually, I, I met someone. I met this girl, um, and it became apparent really quickly that she was struggling severely with social anxiety. And I'm the sort of person in that situation that you know will try and crack a go- joke or, or make someone feel better, but nothing I could say was was making a difference to, to making her feel better. And I went away, and it really stuck me for ages. And I, I wrote this for her, and I guess anyone else that needed to realize how great they could be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is, but yeah, so that's why, yeah. That's can, what we hear,
0: can we hear the, some of the words of that song? Uh, I, I'm hoping that that might encourage someone else who might be stuck at home today <laughs> and not able to get mm-hmm. out, you know, as, as a means of uh, encouraging them that, you know, it's gonna be okay, right?
2: <laughs> exactly, of course. Would you like me to sing a little bit now?
0: Yes, I would love that, love sure. that. Um,
3: Stressful, good in you, but when I know what's under me, you are tense and uncomfortable. Maybe just in heaven, breathe. Anxiety gets the best in me, and I see you feel it too. So let me help you get out your hand, remind you of the truth. When you think they care, they really don't. No, 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 no Oh, yeah. you think they care? They really don't She can't see how beautiful So she really is She won't love nobody There's nothing to give Life only don't go down if by be time in those pretty wings and fly like butterflies. 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 Like 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 Don't know who you are? Who you are? Shine your light up, shine it brighter. You're star, you're star. She can see how beautiful she really is. She won't love nobody. There's nothing to give life only broke her down bit by biting time. and then those pretty women fly like, butterflies. fly like butterfly fly like butterfly fly like butterfly fly like butterfly,
2: fly like butterfly. Fly like butterfly. That
0: was that was both so.
1: <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's yeah, so a
0: beautiful yeah. We can't wait to get to you get you here in the U.S. Hey guys, you heard it first on the Celeste Stein Show, right? No. <laughs> that's it, that's it. But um, man, I. You know, as I'm listening to that, those words are just so uh, powerful and encouraging. So tell me, as you're as you're kind of going through the process of writing, I don't know how long you've actually been writing music, uh, but what is that process like as you're kind of, you know, you, you mentioned like you can be inspired by things around you, but it, obviously it's been a little bit different during COVID, but under normal circumstances, how do you go about,
2: you know, putting together a song? I think it always helps when you can connect to something, you know, I used, to, I used to write a ton of songs, you know, talking back to to when I was signed a long time ago and I was in a session every day with a different top producer every day and mm. I was writing songs about stuff that I really didn't necessarily feel or, or hadn't experienced, so how could there be truth in that song um, yeah, and then yeah. I, I learned to start writing about stuff that really, what resonates with me, you know, mm-hmm. is it you know, is it meeting a girl that you know you really want to bring out of her shell or give her confidence or is it you know feeling low yourself and trying to make yourself feel better and i think those when i write songs that i connect with and that i believe they're the only songs that deserve to be heard really you know um and i like to always start on the piano you know if i'm right even if i'm writing with other people i think i much prefer writing to chords on a guitar Mm -hmm. or a piano rather than a big beat um Mm -hmm. And then, um, and once you've got the concepts, and once you've got the, the 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 chords, it takes its own journey, and you just gotta listen to the to the song gods, and um, yeah, allow it, allow it to take you where it's meant to be. So you play a number of different instruments, and you, to be honest, piano's piano's my main thing. Um, mm-hmm. I can dabble about on on guitar, but you know, I wouldn't call myself a player. But, um, oh. yeah. Well, yeah. That vocal, yeah that vocal is quite the instrument as well <laughs> awesome
0: awesome Thank so you. uh tell us what 's ahead for luke burr what what are your hopes dreams uh coming up uh some some accomplishments that you 're trying to to
2: get to over the next couple of months so i'm uh, just about to announce a, a reschedule or well, a new u k tour for, for for next year when hopefully the pandemic 's out of the way oh. um i've also <clears throat> written. Uh, my next project so i'm gonna my aim is that to com- continue to consistently release music every six to eight weeks i think that a new song should be put out you know as long as i as long as i love it and i have i have a new project of about four or five songs um that i'm just wrapping up at the moment so that should be the first song will probably be, be out in about four to five weeks um and then hopefully i'll be out in in the states um i'll be spending some time out in los angeles and um <laughs> hopefully you know with the world a bit more normal i can i can get back out there with with you guys and um start trying to create um connections over that side of the pond yeah i don't
0: have any doubt that it will happen you are incredibly gifted and uh just a great guy and uh i i do wish you the very best um, I wanted to ask uh, right now, are you recording
2: you' you're in the studio or yes, so I've literally just left the studio i've I've got a song with a deadline um that we're finishing so I've just left us in the studio to come here
3: um, <laughs> Thank but you honestly, so much
2: no it's been an absolute pleasure it was it was amazing to hear Megan in the sound check um and yes. I'm gonna get her involved in a live stream with me as well at some point incredible so,
1: we'll uh, later. <laughs>
3: amazing.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yes. There's so much, um, you know, going on. And I'm so glad to hear that in spite of the challenges that we have and that we're facing during uh, COVID-19 that, you know, you keep striving and that that is an inspiration, you know, to me and I'm sure a lot of people who, um, you know, are, are struggling with uncertainty right now. And so to hear that, a, there's still hope and there's still mm-hmm. things that we can get out there and do. It's just, we have to do it a little different and realize this is our new normal, right? Yeah. So um, thank you so much for joining us. We're gonna continue with Megan and hear a little thank bit from so her much.
2: and uh, incredible. And keep striving. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to meet you both today. And um, yes. I hope to see you one day soon, hopefully in person right <laughs> absolutely well i'll be in the front row <laughs> mm-hmm. i love it I'm, I'm Send ready. You
0: Send you all right bye-bye. thank you so thank much you so bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Feel it. bye-bye great work <laughs> bye-bye okay,
0: okay. Bye. all right megan yes ma'am okay. all right so we're gonna we're gonna continue on and uh unfortunately obviously luke had to jump back in the studio but mm-hmm. um That was enough, right? Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be
1: listening to Butterflies all weekend. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: Beautiful song, but he ain't got nothing on you either. (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) This is an incredibly talented young lady. As I mentioned, she's been on America's Got Talent, uh, the Apollo with Steve Harvey a couple of times, and where she got a standing ovation but even before that you know was on the Oprah Winfrey show um, as the world's smartest and most one of the most smartest and talented kids and um, you've even been featured um, I read on a segment uh, with Jay Leno on the Tonight Show. So yeah, right. all amazing feats at such a young age. And I will just tell you, the first time I saw you perform live, I was just taken aback by the fact that first, okay, you were performing with puppets, which we really don't see a lot with African American women especially Mm -hmm. young women at your age and so I was watching and (laughs) I was watching your lips I never saw your lips move and I was like wow I mean I was just taking in I'm just watching these puppets and then all of a sudden you started singing this Whitney Houston song (laughs) and I was like oh my god oh my lord this girl can sing (laughs) Well, she can sing. I mean, you know, just um, <laughs> amazing. And um, I was like, she's playing the piano, she's singing and working that puppet all at the same time. I was like, Aww. wow. I mean, you know, gifted, <laughs> definitely gifted. And so on top of that, we also noted that you were valedictorian of your high school graduating class, Yay. attended Vanderbilt. In Nashville and so of course uh, to hear all that surely didn't surprise me Um, wanted to ask by how you actually got involved in the very rare art and talent (laughs) of ventriloquism
1: yeah um, it it wasn't really random surprisingly so I grew Mm. up in the church my father's a pastor out of Cincinnati and um, we had a pretty robust, you know, children's ministry as I was a kid. And there was a lady, um, her name was Dorothy Smith, and she she taught children's ministry and she was a vacation Bible school leader. And so during vacation Bible school, she would have puppets and black puppets that would tell stories and sing songs. And she loved it, but she was really bad. <laughs>
0: she was passionate, right? Yeah, we didn't know. (laughs) I mean, we were just happy
1: to see puppets. And so one summer she decided she wanted to get better and to get trained. And instead of just going by herself, she wanted to take a group of um, kids with her to learn so we could come back and start a puppet team for the church. And so we were all excited. We get to the conference. There's all these classes of world-class Uh, puppeteers it was an international conference for church ministries learning how to do puppetry and there were also ventriloquists there and i had never seen ventriloquism before and there were um, specifically a lot of female ventriloquists and they would sing with their puppets and tell stories about the bible and sing and i had already been into music my father's a musician come from a musical family grew up a lot around a lot of great gospel artists and so i loved Everything about it, like the imaginative quality of seeing a puppet move and talk, and it looks like it's doing it itself and, and singing combined with that. And so I was immediately inspired. And so at the end of the conference, um, Dorothy, Miss Dorothy, she said, wow, that was great. We should come back next year. What do you all, what classes do y'all want to sign up for next year? And I was like, oh, I want to do ventriloquism. And she was like, oh, are you sure you can do that? <laughs> I, I kind of took that as a wow. challenge. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can. And so <laughs> I told my my parents after um, the conference that I wanted to learn ventriloquism. And surprisingly, they, they were very, very supportive. And my mom, in hindsight, she probably thought of it as a way for me to break out of my shell. Like Luke was saying, I was one of those people that really suffered from social anxiety. I was in a shell. I didn't talk very much at all. The only Mm -hmm. time I really opened up ever was when I was on stage, you know, singing at church. And Mm -hmm. so, um, she went and got some library videos on how to do ventriloquism. I watched them, Backwards and forwards, and <laughs> learned within wow. like a week. Got a puppet and would take oh my, my puppet gosh. to school and show show the other kids what I could do. And it actually really helped me open up, even in front of my classmates who I'd known for a few months by that really? time. And um, my teachers noticed, and they said, "Oh, you should do that at our school devotional." And that ended up being my first performance. I wrote my own little script <laughs> with my puppet Charlie. <laughs> And from there on it just, it grew. I ended up, you know, performing at other schools at other churches and then at other churches in other cities. And, um, I started doing online video submissions. This is when (laughs) YouTube, I don't even know if YouTube existed. Um, it might have just started, <laughs> but uploading <laughs> videos to online had just become a thing. And right. Oprah opened up this online video submission and I submitted my video and she played it on the show, which was really cool.
4: Wow.
1: Um, but I just got so many opportunities as a young kid. And I'm so grateful for every time I got an opportunity to be on stage and to, to sing and um, eventually i gained the confidence to not just sing with my puppets but also sing by myself too i actually started singing with puppets <laughs>
3: <laughs> for
1: performance before i started singing myself i and mean so.
0: well see and that enabled you probably to to use the puppet you know like to yeah. test people out let's see what That's they think true. of the puppet not me right <laughs> no at
1: the puppet but <laughs> <Right.
0: gonna> crap <laughs> <laughs> right. well we have to give a shout out to miss Dorothy, Thank you, Miss Dorothy, yeah, because nice thanks nice to today. you, we have an incredibly gifted <laughs> woman before us today. But I, yeah. I was thinking as you were saying all this that your parents, you probably played some mean jokes on your parents. <laughs> it wasn't well, me. It was the dog.
1: <laughs> I actually played jokes on my older sister. She was oh, okay. really creeped out by the puppets. And so <laughs> I used to park them right in front of her door. Um And so when she would leave <laughs> her room, it would just... Be staring <laughs> at it. <her. laughs> that was probably the most cruel cool thing I did. I, I, was, I was pretty nice. <laughs>
0: that. I, I can't even imagine you doing anything. But anyway. <laughs> um, so um, as as we we look at. Uh, COVID on a more serious note, you know, Mm -hmm. and the racial injustices that have been taking place, you know, in the U.S. with Mm -hmm. the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor situations that have really um, come to light and and been in Mm -hmm. the forefront here of late in the press. Um, Tell me, um, you know, what are some of your thoughts on that? I know you wrote a song uh, called Mama's Mind that I you know heard the other day on your social media and I mean it it was such a beautiful song I mean it about brought me to tears it just was amazing uh, well some of what's going on the motivation for that song or how it and you know how did that come about was that something you wrote recently
1: yeah, it's a song that I, I wrote recently, and it was very motivated by not just um, recent events, but events that have happened for years and years that have gone unnoticed. And so um, I I had a moment where I had to talk to my dad, just kind of get his perspective on everything that had gone on, because I just felt like there was a deep wound in my heart and, and fear of, about... Um, everything that had happened. I have a toddler son and I'm pregnant with another son coming along the way this Christmas.
0: Congratulations. Thank you.
1: So I just, I, I don't look forward to the day. And I also had never thought that it would come to a day. I thought that by the time my sons would be older and by the time I'm at the age I am now, things would be better and we wouldn't have to worry about a black man or a black woman potentially being treated differently by law enforcement. And so now after the incident with George Floyd, that's really what triggered in my mind me starting to think about just to have the injustice Of me having to explain to my son that he's going to be treated differently potentially when he's pulled over and then looking at some of my friends who are not minorities that they don't have to have that conversation. So I had a really wrestle in my mind with privilege and like I wish Mm -hmm. I had the privilege of telling my son that he's going to be 100% safe. I wish I had the privilege of ignoring um, what's happening right now, but I don't and so You know, and then I felt guilt. I was like, you know, I really can't complain about things that are going on. There's so many more opportunities now than there were when my parents were younger. My parents lived through segregation. They were first generation college students. Um, They've experienced a lot more racial injustice than I ever will. And so I talked to my dad to just to get another perspective to open up my mind. And he was actually really supportive of where I was feeling. And he said, you know, for a lot of black people, There's a band aid over a large wound um, that is um, injustice and discrimination and and lots of experiences that we've had. And he said that these, these incidents with George Floyd and having to watch that on television where the whole world can see what we feel is like a band aid being ripped off. And so Yeah, he's had some Mm. really horrible experiences growing up with discrimination. And I've been with him in the car when he's been profiled. Mm. He was arrested Mm -hmm. (laughs) in front of our own home um, when my mother was pregnant with me Mm -hmm. for no reason. And Mm. he was the pastor in the community where he was arrested, literally walking. You could see the church from our house. And the officer had gotten success in our neighborhood by profiling and um, arresting just random black men. And he thought he could get success with my dad. I'm sure he was in a nice car. And um, that was just an experience, a really bad experience that he had. Um, But he was very, very understanding. Sorry, the doorbell just rang because I think I got an Amazon package. the
3: beauty
1: (laughs) of (laughs) recording (laughs) from home.
0: Right, exactly. There's so many things that we are are having to kind of adapt to, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But
1: yeah, he he is experienced a lot, so we were able to talk through that, and he brought up a song that he wrote called Mama's Mind back in the 90s that referred to an incident in Atlanta where several young boys had gone missing, and mm. it seemed like they were all connected, and mm. law enforcement and the government didn't really – probably remember i was too young i actually
0: covered that yeah. <laughs> i was yeah. a reporter that covered the wayne williams it was the atlanta child murders wow. uh, wayne yes. williams case i think i was probably the, the youngest reporter but i covered that wow. for whur radio in washington dc yes. shout out to my dc people <laughs> but
1: um, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. he he was explaining to me that situation, and it just it seemed like no one cared and You had these black mothers who um, who had all lost their their family, their child, their own, and it just seemed like no one cared and He wrote a song that just that not only spoke to the situation but seemed to heal. Um, The the fears that black parents within his church had had as well. And so he told me about the song and he said, you know, I think you should you should rework it because in some ways it still applies to today. And so I spent some time with this song and I tried to think as um, to not to not be selfish when writing the song, but to really put myself in the position of a family that has been uh, victimized by police brutality. And, um, you know, because I can be worried and think about what can happen, you know, when my boys start driving. Um, but there are people right now who've experienced loss um, that I think need to be recognized. And so I wrote, that, wrote this song speaking to that ultimate pain, that worst-case scenario that, mm-hmm. um, and with hopes of you know healing and I was I was actually really really um considering not posting the song at all because I thought maybe it was a Mm. little too depressing and no it is
0: just absolutely beautiful and I would be delighted if you could share it with with the audience today because it it is so powerful um would you would you mind
1: yes of course oh
0: thank you (laughs)
1: Turn my keyboard on. (laughs) (laughs) Little early.
4: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh,
0: It it needs some coffee, like me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Hush, little babe. Don't you cry. You can stay on mama's mind you're not home but you know i'm still here to wipe your tears gone too soon and that's my issue your game's lost still in your room I still play your favorite cartoons While they play your tape in the news My son, they took your air And didn't stop to care And now I'm asking why How could they take your life? You couldn't dream all day when the system wasn't fair, The world will heal with time But you'll always be on my mind Oh, mama's a mind on oh, mama's a mind Hush, little baby, don't you? I've got to play With your favorite apple pie You're not home Yes I know I can't let go Won't accept the status quo Gone too soon And that's my issue Your games are Still in your room I still Play your favorite cartoons While they play Your tape in the News, my son, they took your air and didn't stop to care. And now I'm asking, why? How could they take your life? You couldn't dream all day when the system wasn't fair. The world will heal with time. But you'll always be on my mind In my mind, you're still mine I can't unwind your final sign In my mind, you're still mine I can't unwind your final sign My son, they took your air and didn't stop to care and now I'm asking why how could they take your life you couldn't dream of day when the system wasn't fair The world will heal with time but sure Ways be on my mind in my mind, you're still mine. I can unwind your final sigh.
0: Wow, I am just blown away. I mean that song is so powerful, and and I hope to see uh, that song really get out there because it, it it really can be a catalyst for the change that I'm sure we're all hoping for. And and speaking of that change, um, you know what what is it that you do hope for your your two? Kids, you've got one and one on the way, and I hear they're both going to be, the other one's going to be a boy too. Oh yeah,
4: two boys.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what, what is it that, you know, as they grow up, what is it that you want for them?
1: Um, I mean, basics? I want equality, you know? I don't mm-hmm. want, I want to have the privilege of not having to... Um, sit down, my sons, and say that for absolutely no reason or because of ignorance or hate that you will be treated differently by anyone. Um, I just, I mean, mm-hmm. as simple as it sounds, I know it's a lot more difficult than it actually is, um, um, but... I, I would say I, I want equal opportunities for them. I want them to be able to succeed and to take on any opportunity um, that they want without having to worry if race is going to be a barrier. Um, I, I I know I'm an artist, a songwriter, and ventriloquist, but I, I work mm-hmm. full time in commercial real estate, which is one of the least diverse industries in the world. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I walked into situations and I've known that not only was my race a barrier, my gender was a barrier. Mm. And um, you end up having to, you work three times as hard to be on the same level as everyone else. Mm. And it's not fair. I mean, I love excelling and achieving. And so it hasn't helped me back, you know, having to to overachieve, but I want my sons to be able to, to be on an equal playing field as everyone else. And so as simple as it is, equality, that's all I want. Right.
0: How how do you think we get there? Because I think a lot of people, it does sound simple, um, but I don't know if you've ever given any thought to, you know, what needs to change? You know, what is it that we can be doing, um, you know, to actually catapult us forward forward, instead of dealing with the same thing week after week, month after month, year after year. It just doesn't seem to change.
1: Well, it's unfortunate. Um, I think systemic racism and inequality is real. And um, Mm -hmm. inequality and racism in America, it's like a strongly rooted tree. And over time, the tree has been slowly cut down, but there are roots that are still remaining. And I Mm -hmm. really think the next steps, I think, to really make things equal is the next generations. People are taught (laughs) you're taught racism right
0: nobody's born with that you know born with it
1: and so Mm -hmm. i've actually learned a lot in the past couple of months through working with sesame street we did a town hall with cnn with some of the characters from sesame street i played Mm -hmm. the role of of gabrielle who's a young a young black girl and elmo got on and talked to um (laughs) jones about (laughs) racism right they asked such genuine and authentic questions about racism like why do we have do- different colors and so they got a scientist to come on and and say you know you know it's a difference in, in melanin you know but it doesn't make us different from each other it's just you know we look different than than each other um, so that's great going it, back to basics
0: I mean you know yeah.
1: and sometimes
0: we have to do that kind of break it down and, and right. make it elementary um, mm-hmm. Some things, you know, I've thought about is, you know, I know uh, you mentioned a town hall, but, I feel like too there could be training um, mm-hmm. with police officers and more educational experiences. When I grew up in Washington D.C., we had something called the Officer Friendly Program, and I don't know if any other cities still do that. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, but I, you know, it taught me not to be afraid of uh, police officers, to respect the law, but you know, to know Ooh. how to react. You know, you have to still be respectful, yeah. um, and that's just upbringing. And- and I think, so. sometimes um, when you're a rookie cop, you know, they may put you into some of the worst areas and neighborhoods. Yes. And, you know, a lot of it is getting to know people. And so if you're going yes. in a position where you don't know anyone, you don't know much about the people, mm-hmm. the culture, it is going to make the situation you know, a little more volatile when something Mm -hmm. goes on, because you don't, you know, you have to think of it from their perspective, too. Mm -hmm. They don't know, you know, who this person is, if they may be Mm -hmm. a threat, if they're going to, you know, perhaps pull a gun or a knife. And so they are trained, you know, to react in the way that they they typically react, because, Mm -hmm. you know, of the threat that it may be, you know, against them. However, you know, if if there was more community policing, community uh, events and training, I think, you know, mm-hmm. that's one of the potential solutions. I don't know how you feel about that, but I feel like that's mm-hmm. something that could... Um, Assist a little bit more. And, you know, people often will march, you know, they march and march. Um, but again, like I said earlier, it just seems to continue. So mm-hmm. I think there could be some components added to marching, like some educational yeah. um, get togethers after, you know, maybe have everybody get together and have a lunch or something. And then mm-hmm. um, maybe some seminars and some training on, you know, police brutality as well as you know, how we can better uh, navigate uh, the situation with um, the systemic racism that has existed, as you mentioned, for many years. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to um, also talk a little bit about um, your upcoming plans, um, you know, turning back to some of the incredible things that you've done and are doing. I wanted to ask a little bit about what are some of your, as we were kind of to wrap up the show here in just a few minutes um what are some of the things that you have on your your agenda coming up
1: yeah so on my agenda um i have some upcoming specials uh releasing with sesame street again playing the character of gabrielle and also i'm so excited Yes, i can't (laughs) wait um to give you all an air date on when to to tune in Um, But that's, again, that's focusing on um, racial equality and, you know, standing up to racism. I love the opportunity to teach the next generation of, you know, what it means to, you know, stand up and and voice your opinion and and treat everyone fairly and kindly. Um, So that's going to be really fun. Another upcoming thing, I have a new character. Her name is Lulu. And um uh, she is a singer songwriter <laughs> an eager beaver. she is wonder literally... where she got that
0: from <laughs> yeah.
1: She is literally a beaver mm-hmm. um so she's gonna be <laughs> starting her own page, and they'll be targeted for some of my younger audience to follow and and be inspired by her. She's gonna do some lifestyle tips and affirmations for our, for our young kids and so I'll be working on that later this year. She'll be debuting um online in october uh, but yeah i'm still continued continuing to songwrite, and i'm looking forward to next year when you know we can get out and you know perform live again but for now i've really been enjoying the opportunity to share content online and to be able to connect with people online as well too
0: And what about uh, story time at home? How hard do you have to work? uh, Since you're not going out and about, uh, how how are the expectations at home from the little one?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. My little one is he is literally so fun. I mean, he could be in the house for two days straight and having the time of his life. (laughs) He loves anything with cars, um, anything with wheels or that flies, any any kind of... a locomotive that has an engine (laughs) (laughs) we've been watching lots of cars we've been reading lots of books about cars um, I mean I'm wondering does he make you
0: pull out the puppets or is he like my kids uh mom uh-uh <laughs> <You
1: know>? <laughs> <laughs> he makes his cue for a second but he knows my voice in out, so right right up into him and he'll just kind of look at me like
4: he's like uh-uh I know
1: that's you <laughs> but he really does that's like so um, hearing you books because I'll do the books in different character voices and so his very favorite book that I read to him with different emotions and characters is um llama llama red pajama (laughs) whenever he wants to read it he can't really say llama so he says mama mama mama
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's so cute well listen um we're kind of gonna need to wrap up it's about all the time we have for now but um i want to thank you so much for joining us you are awesome and a true blessing and I just wanted to know if you would mind taking us out with your um, one another one of my favorites, um, your song uh, "Your Soul Still Shining" as a wrap up yeah. today.
1: Yeah. All right. No well, listen and
0: we'll take we'll, we'll we'll take it on out with that song. Thank you okay. so much.
1: Thank you, Doctor Stein.
0: All right.
4: I got stuck in the rain and lost my way. Thought that nothing could change, could change the pain But I found a door, a door to more Move my life indoors, found bright new chords Even when there's a storm, the sun still rises so no need for blue skies. My soul still shining. I found the uh, la, la 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 light, la 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 light. I found the la uh, la 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 light, la 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 light. Pushing myself to get, get out the bed Tell me what is a weekend when there's no end Then I took a breath and felt no stress How could I be pressed when I have help? Even when there's a storm the sun still rises So no need for blue skies my soul still shines I found the la 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 light la 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 light I found the la 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 light la 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 light I found a line.
3: Thank you. <laughs> Thank Bye-bye. You. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.